Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 31, Reviews from the Crawl Space. I'm Douglas, and that over there, sitting right there with a little bit of water in her shirt, is Vicky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to take a drink out of my water bottle and just like totally slopped it all down in front of me. New lips? New lips. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll just go with time. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> takes a little time to adjust. Yeah, we'll just go with that. Okay, you found us uh, on this show. So congratulations. So you're in for a treat. Um, you can find us in the regular places. Um, reviews from the Crawl Space, one word, on Instagram. And they're kind of similar but different in, in each of the places. You can find everything we've been doing for this season and all of the past season too, which is the vinyl stuff. And you can find us on Mastodon, which is we're on at or RFTCS at MSTDN. .ca. Mastodon.ca and whatever Blue Sky is. Yeah, <laughs> you say it every time. I know because I don't and care. And it's okay because I have been really lax at updating the information on those two. Oh, okay. Uh, social media accounts, I have to log into them. I can't just do it like I was doing it before where I could have them both on my phone and just switch between. Oh. Mastodon and uh, Blue Sky don't allow you to do that. Hmm. You, so, can't, you can't have two separate apps for it? So, no, because you have... Well, I've never tried yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say you should maybe, maybe try that. But yeah, yeah, yeah and I've, I'm generally up to date on, on uh, Instagram. But yeah, like you say, it's... Yeah, we need to be a little more active, I think. But yeah, <laughs> both of us, I, I'm bad for that too on, on Instagram. I like, I'll go through and then don't really get to the. Not that I have any responses to get through necessarily, but yeah, just not as active on there, clicking and interacting and doing shit that we should be. But yeah, I just generally have been posting on my own personal yeah uh, social media accounts that I have, and uh, that's nice. And not specifically, <laughs> well, posting it too, like this information. Yeah, I know. I, I get about it. the podcast. Yeah, so uh, so there, there's that. You've been able to you can find us now. I mean, if you're listening to us, you found us, and we're on pretty much all the the podcasting places. Um, the ones that are left, anyway. Yeah, the ones that are left. That's a good point, actually. Uh, so we're just going to wrap up real, really, very quickly. We're going to wrap up our review of a criteria, the Criterion Channel uh, streaming service, and uh, so it was fifteen dollars a month or a hundred. Or so dollars a year. I forget what the plus of taxes on that one or whatever it is. But uh, for me, <clears throat> for me, I think it's worth it. Even now, I don't want it for fifteen bucks a month. It's it's nice to keep there in the background because there's always tons of stuff to watch, tons of movies to watch. Even now, there's all kinds of ones I've got added again. And and starting February first, they're adding new collections and themes. So there's going to be even more. That Michelle Yeoh and that we watched last night oh, was right. that Criterion. Yes, that was Criterion. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we are still watching it. Um, we've watched quite a few movies actually, and the channel itself. There's so many resources on there. Yeah, because it's it's, and... it's not. You're right. It's not just the movies, and, and yeah. like a really, uh, I really like the love selection of movies because it's not this. It's not a regular bullshit. It's kind of like buying a Criterion disc, actually. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. So besides the movie, you usually have. Uh, not 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 always, but there's usually a copy there that will have the director's commentary, and you'll like you you said there'd be interviews that that they've done for the movie, or just interviews in general. There's um, some concerts and music stuff. Like it, it's it's a fantastic service. It's a it's not just I know it could be a little <laughs> Criterion could be a little snobby, but it's not just it's just not snobby movies. It's where we watch Night of the Fucking Comet and like dr drive in that yeah. drive in one, and it's yeah. just like. Well, even the Michelle Yeoh, like the 
the Hong Kong cinema stuff. It's like it's there's a wide selection of stuff there. A very wide selection, uh, more than I ever thought. Yeah, I think I would find that we would find on there. Really. I think at any given time there's about two thousand yeah videos, movies, or, or just floating around Absolutely. on there, and yeah. uh, all the Hitchcock, and there's always something to find on there. And I, I like I said last night, just kind of wanted to get into it because we would watch that um, well, it was called Royal Warriors or whatever, and uh, yeah, I want some more of that. Oh gosh, Michelle Yeoh was so young; <laughs> yeah. it it was astounding. You could hardly. Like I didn't realize it was her. Not even her. What movie. about what about the other dude? Oh, the other dude that did. What'd you say? He was the. He was he was the one who ran the the hotel in John Wick Four, the the hotel in Japan in yeah. John Wick Four. And he's been in a ton of movies that we. Bullet seen. Train. He's yeah. been in like so many, and it's like I'm with you. He like look would look so vaguely familiar, and then it'd be like, oh shit. And so, I had a hard time reconciling him now yes. to that young face. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, it, it was a good film. That last, especially that last like half hour or two really yeah. kicked off. It was a little uneven to start, but I love that stuff. So yeah, lots of good stuff on the Criterion channel. So would so, you would you recommend Criterion? Oh, yes, totally. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Okay, In fact, so. I'm going to encourage you to buy a year subscription, I think. Yeah, I think that's going to be the way to go to save money. You just yeah. get this year subscription because we're watching it. There's always tons of movies. And it's easy to go on there and just find, kind of find something to watch. Yeah. Because yeah, we have those nights where it's like, what are we going to watch tonight? Oh, let's put on some crazy. Yeah, so then we just go do a little bit of a search and yeah. and uh, find all kinds of cool stuff. If it's not there, it's Tubi. Yeah, Tubi, Tubi yeah. Go we figure. watch a lot of movies on Tubi. Yeah, I will say, so wrapping up that, so we both, both with Criterion, I will say uh, Tubi's are kind of one of our other go-tos. And the last thing I'll say in this whole little segment before we get cracking is, I honestly think that Disney Plus is the worst fucking service. For the price, it offers nothing. Nothing changes on that site, and it's just Marvel garbage. Although we I, have been able to watch the Simpsons, the new Simpsons episodes. Yeah, I could get those off of TV. And Futurama, and uh, yeah. but I can get you can get those pretty much anywhere. Like I mean, to me, it I think it's about the same price. I think it's about fifteen bucks a month. Disney Plus oh, is a fucking waste. Yeah, between the two, unless you just want to entertain your kids. Even then, there's just they don't put enough new content on here. It's just. It's, it's the same like as we had we had Disney Plus about about a year ago or so, and then when we renewed the cable, they gave us six months for free. And there's there's almost no difference between the content that was on there a year ago and now. Fair like, enough. Essentially watching the same shit, where Criterion is just like everything things get rotated a nice constant. Uh, like I say, even Tubi is way better than that. So yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Disney Plus sucks. I really, I honestly, when we turn it on, I fucking hate it because I look at it and waste time looking at it, and there's nothing there to watch. Gotcha. So, for the price, too, it's really bad. Okay, so with all that out of the way, boom, what do you got for this week? What are this week's three? This week's three are all three, they're three brand new movies. Brand new. And I kind of, my, my title for this pod, this episode of the podcast is Fun, Not So Fun, <laughs> and Ugh. Yeah, great. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And not in a, yeah. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So, Wonka. Wonka. 2023, PG, one hour, 56 minutes. It's classified as an adventure, comedy, family. Uh, musical. There, uh, yeah, there it is a musical. Well, no, it is a musical. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> no, it's a musical. Director is Paul King. He did both the Paddington Bear movies, uh, some which, episodes Which of, we haven't seen. No. It's wild, actually. Yeah, I think we should seek, seek, seek them out. Search. I was no. trying to say seek and search at the same time. Seek's fine. 
Uh, he's doing some episodic TVs like that uh, Space Force Oh, he did some show. of that. Yeah, okay. He did a few episodes of that. Uh, a show called Outsiders and some sketches from Little Britain. Oh, cool. Which Little is Britain a action. show that we love. Yeah. Uh, writers, Ro- Roald Dahl. Um, he wrote You Only Live Twice, Willy Wonka. Uh, he had the original Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, and plus a lot of other books that we bunch of us grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul King also wrote uh, some of this movie. Aside from Wonka, he did both of the Paddington movies as well. Yep. And a guy who we've just come to know recently in the last year, I couple, guess. Couple years. Couple years. Yeah, yeah. Because he's on one of our favorite shows that we watch yep. called Ghosts from the BBC. Yep. Uh, Simon Furnaby. Um, he's he'd written a lot of the episodes of Ghosts. Oh, yeah, the bulk, yeah. And he was in on Paddington too. I was going to say, uh, if you watch a show Ghosts out of the UK, he's the politician with no pants. Right. Yeah. Uh, this movie stars Timothy Chalamet, Olivia Coleman, Keegan Michael Key, and there's 15 year old Kaylin, I think her name, I think Lane, Kaylin Lane, I think her name is. Hmm. Um, she plays a most excellent part of the kid in this movie. Her name is Noodle. Yeah. Talk oh, about that. And she's, she's great. Uh, so basically, this movie is with the dreams of opening a shop in a city renowned for its chocolate. A young, poor Willy Wonka discovers that the industry is run by an, a cartel of greedy chocolatiers. Mm. And mine was, a young Willy Wonka learns how capitalism works. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. Because that's exactly... I Yeah, I know, my, my alternate is not near as good. It was just all singing, all dancing crap of the world. <laughs> Chocolate, dark chocolate of the world. Um, I want to get into. I want to talk about uh, my credits here as well. Yeah, go ahead. Are you done your credits? I'm done my credits. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, Music by I Joby Talbot. I have J O B Y Joby Joby Joby. I think Joby. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Talbot, Um, a British composer with 44 credits, best known for 2005's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is one of our goddamn favorite movies. 2007 Son of Rambo and 2016 Sing. Uh, cinematography, <clears throat> pardon me, by Chung Hoon Chung, Korean DP with 36 credits, uh, 2021's Last Night in Soho, 2003's Old Boy, and 2016's The Handmaiden, which we have to watch. Oh, we haven't ha- watched Handmaiden's it. Tale? No, it's just it's called The Handmaiden. Okay. It's from 2016. It's by the guy, um, I think the guy who directed Old Boy. And produced by the guy who did Snowpiercer. It's just like the South Korean oh. flick. It's like rated, it's got 8.2 or something like that. Oh, yes. That's, that's. Yeah, yeah we got to get into it. <laughs> it's We know a lot of the people in it and who have made it. No doubt. Because so, like, I, I know when I see that and I go through, it's like. Because we watch a lot of South Korean stuff. It's like, oh man, we got to get back into it. There's so many good ones we haven't watched yeah. yet. So many movies, so many, <laughs> so little time. So little time. Yeah. So yeah, we're familiar with his work and that's, that's great because to me, it's one of the things that's fucking great. Actually, actually, really enjoyed about this movie is its look and cinematography. Yes, it looks fucking good. Yeah, and it's, it's the shots movie. is shot well. It's like it's <clears throat> like I said, it's a little bit of a musical. But anyways, okay, so that that's my my credits part, and I'll just say for me, right off the top, there's too much singing. There's too much singing. This musical Broadway bullshit. It gets in the way of the forward momentum and plot of the movie. I don't need you to sing me a song about the thing that I just saw or I'm about to see. Just show me. 
Just yeah, don't don't give me you're that. You're not a fan of music. Fuck. And there's, and there's one point where there was like only a minute break between two songs. And the songs <laughs> are just like meh. It's just just let the movie happen because you know why? Because when they shut the fuck up with the singing, this movie's actually got some really good parts in it. Like it's really funny and there's uh, it's just just some well well written dialogue. Like I said, if you like, we talked about it. If you like ghosts. Especially towards the beginning of the movie, there's a few scenes where it's like that is definitely written by the fucking guy who, do go, who does yeah. ghosts because yeah. it's timing and everything is just like bang on. It's the way de- everyone's delivering the, their lines and everything. So too much fucking singing, man. And how about you? Well, I went into this movie wanting to hate it. Yeah. Because I didn't think that we needed another Wonka movie. No, I'm totally with you. And I want to say that. I thought that with the, our next movie as I well. I thought it was but... going to be a remake, not something... Or, or based on the same or re- a rehash or yeah, like yeah, yeah I'm and it you. was something different and I at the end of this movie Origin story I absolutely loved it yeah you were I loved it I thought it was funny I thought it was quirky yeah I liked the story it's well cast um like you said the cinematography yeah, and the set design and the costumes look. and yeah. specifically when they when they do all the Willy Wonka uh chocolates and things that he does yes yeah there was so much stuff yeah, I, I, I loved it yeah. i loved it in fact i want to buy a copy of it when it comes out on 4k <clears throat> yeah and sound sound design wise as well i mean like i said i hate the singing but yeah it was it's very visually and, uh, and pleasing and audio audio pleasing but uh, to me like i said there's it's just that every time they start singing it was just like fuck it take me out of it as soon as i would start enjoying the movie that's because you don't like musicals no i don't not especially yeah. not this kind of musical it's I, it's overbearing and um one of the things i actually uh, was uh keegan michael key's character I, I wish he would have stuck with not singing because there's a spot at the beginning where everybody started singing and he because he's like a no nonsense like police chief he actually doesn't have a name in the movie. He's just like unnamed police chief. Yeah. And I wish he would have just stuck with it. Because at first he's like, nope, we're not singing. We're not doing that. And everybody else is singing. And eventually his character starts singing. But I wish he would have stuck with the the whole like <laughs> Monty Python thing. And be like, nope, none of that here. I'm not doing that. I'm not participating. And they'd start singing. And he'd be like, nope, I'm just going to talk. But he gave in right away. And it was just like, ah. But I, I thought that the character was, was pretty funny. Like when they had the... Because it's just like little bit pieces everywhere. Because there's so many cast members. Oh yeah, there are a lot of people that you will know in this movie. Um, I'm not a fan of Timothy Chalamet either. No, he's just or like haven't been, but he was he was very sweet and charming. Yeah, he, he was what he needed to be for this. And it I was think fine. he was perfect yeah. for uh, for the movie. I don't really I don't really care for him. He's just like he's like whipped marshmallow <laughs> air. It's just like he exists in a spot and place. He has air. He's, he feels... He's such a little tiny dude. Yeah, he's just too. a little waif, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, go ahead. Uh, just some of the trivia. Uh, they, it did take a lot of musical cues from the original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah. The most hilarious part to me and surprising part was uh, Hugh Grant yeah. is, as a, <laughs> is an Oompa Loompa. As, as, as the Oompa Loompa. And he went on record as saying that this was an absolutely horrifying experience for him. Really? But he says, I have a lot of kids and I needed the money. Yeah. 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 yeah because no most, most of it kids. turned out to be CG. So he was probably just sitting in like a, a mocap suit or something for yeah. a while. Yeah. 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 So he absolutely did not enjoy it. But it's funny because you liked his part though. Oh yeah. He was really, it was surprising to see him do that. 
It reminded me of something from The Simpsons or Family Guy, where it's like they essentially had this one Oompa Loompa, and he was just kind of pissed off and grumpy about everything, yeah. and it was just like because he's been he'd been captured or whatever. So I kind of I kind of like that, and he was just kind of like there. Yeah, the whole Willy time. Wonka owed him some chocolate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was just kind of like because yeah, I oh yeah, that's right because Wonka had inadvertently taken all their chocolate. Yeah. From where they lived, and that's why he was pissed off. Yeah, okay. so he came after him. Came after him, yeah. Um, the director gained 50 pounds, apparently, <laughs> from all the chocolate that he ate during the filming of this. <laughs> yeah, <no> and <laughs> Timothy Chalamet got sick many times because of all the chocolate that he had to eat. Well, because he got sick because he's probably throwing it up to stay thin. Yeah, really. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I think that he could eat a cow and still be and thin. Still be thin. <laughs> um, but this movie did have a lot of nods to oh, the original yeah, Willy definitely. Wonka. Yeah. So it it was endearing, but not. Um, it wasn't overbearing in terms of member berries. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. Just beating you in the fucking face with it. Yeah, no, they did. Like the fucking Ghostbusters trailer, which I hate. <laughs> Um, I will say this this movie uh, so far as to, as to now worldwide has grossed 552 million versus 125 million dollar budgets. That's a you expect more of these movies. That's a big hit for them. Yeah. And that's just now. Like that's and not even. Oh. I'll take them. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really really enjoy this movie. I I was astounded by the end. Yeah. Yeah, I remember at one point you were like, holy shit, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, there was times that I just like laughed out loud. And, you know, the yeah, it's just, a, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yep. Your kids will love it. Yeah, it's a good one if you got the kids, you're looking for something to watch and entertain, for sure that, and there's enough for parents that it's it's not just some dumb Disney thing or whatever. So, yeah, I, I, I um, so there you go. So to wrap this segment up, would you recommend it? Oh, yes. Yes, you would recommend it. Oh, yeah. It. Uh, to my total surprise, yes. If you're, for me, it's like, it's a yes, but. If you're into musicals, and this is more of that's not just like a musical, like um, like a South Park, Matt and Trey thing, where it's like there's just songs, but it's like a musical, like a, almost like a Broadway stage play at points, and that's yeah, like, that yeah. kind of pisses me off because it stops the movie. Anyways, but if you can get around that, I would recommend it because there are, there are some funny moments, there are some yeah. really good things in there. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you do like me, you hate the singing, man. Uh, eh, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> It's it's all right. Maybe watch it and fast. You know what? Watch it and then when the music comes on, fast forward it, because <laughs> yeah. the songs won't. You won't miss anything. If you no, you won't this. miss this, any of this, any part of the story for no. sure. Um, so well, yeah. So there you go. So boom, off and running. Okay, next. Next is Dogman. Dogman. Uh, another from twenty twenty three, rated R, one hour fifty three minutes, crime drama thriller. Uh, director Luke Besson, director mm. and writer. Luke so, Besson. Luke Besson, uh, Nikita, like Leon the Professional in The Fifth what? Element. Yeah, man. Uh, so he both wrote and directed. Uh, directed this. He wrote this based on a story he saw in the New York Times that talked about a five-year-old being found uh, that had been caged in, like put L in a cage with, yeah, with a, a by his family. Yeah. And he put himself into the position of realizing the trauma that the kid would have to. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so the rest of the movie is history. Uh, it stars a fellow named Caleb Landry Jones. He's been in some episodes of Twin Peaks. He was in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and the movie The Dead Don't Die. Oh, yeah, I okay. I don't... Yeah. I think... I know that I've seen him around before. For sure. 
And now that you say those places or those movies, yeah, I I understand now. But right. his his performance in this movie was incredible. Yeah, it's it's what carries carries the movie really. I would like I would hope to see that he would get some nominations of some sort. Some out sort of, of it. recognition for it, yeah. Um, another girl named Jojo T. Gibbs. Um, not very many acting credits to her name. But she also does a really great performance in this movie. Oh, see, I I actually disagree with you. I think that I think I actually wrote this down. I think she was wildly mediocre. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that, especially considering Caleb was fucking working his ass off, she was so flat in every scene. It didn't matter if something was going on with her kids at home, her home life, or whether she was talking to him about the horrible shit, or there was something that happened at the end. She had the exact same tone and reaction for everything, and it really pissed me off because that's not the way people would react in any of those. I mean, I get when you're doing the shrink thing and you're talking with your client that you, you're going to be in that mode, but like even in her personal life, with the, like I said, the stuff with her kid and all that, it's like, or even some of the shit she's got to face around the workplace or whatever it's just always the same tone delivery and it just i thought it was kind of boring and i thought he had to like do so much heavy lifting to he carry did a lot part. of heavy lifting in this movie he was see yeah, that's, that's funny that's, that's 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 interesting that we both kind of had a different take on her job there but now that you say that yeah i did mention that but i don't think that i don't think it was a lackluster performance i just think that's the way she was just to be that flat in everything, though, it's just uh, yeah, to me that but was just to like to deal with the stuff that she has to deal with on a daily basis. You'd almost have to if if they would have had a scene with her protect just yourself like from that freaking trauma. out or breaking down or doing something, then I would have believed it more because then there would have been an outlet for that. But in the movie, that there's there's none of that, and it's just she's just like even Steven all the time, and it's like I don't know about that. Huh? Interesting. <clears throat> so maybe Luke Besson was so, just so focused on. The trauma from his point of view. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been just a choice to let the one story, you know, be the one that yeah. we're following and not add extra shit with her. Even though they kind of tried to do that a little bit. The focus is mostly on him. On him. Yes. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. It's just he. She's there just to kind of aid the storytelling a little bit. Yeah, to, to push it along. Yeah, so he can have that moment to sit and tell the backstory and all that. Um, and last but not least, an amazing group of dogs. Yeah, the dogs were real. I have the to say, the dogs were. That could be a real letdown in the movie sometimes, but those dogs were on point. Yeah, they were fantastic. Uh, so, so I just want to say my my thing for this movie was because uh, I, I actually just got the a boy and his. Bruised by life, finds salvation through the love of his dogs. Yeah. And my my other one was a boy and his dog in his childhood baggage. Or his childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, music and score by Eric Serra. Uh, French composer with 35 credits. Best known for 1997's The Fifth Element, 1990's Nikita, and 1995's fucking Goldeneye, man. The greatest movie ever. Goldeneye. Uh, cinematography by Colin Wandersman. DP with 28 credits, known for uh, Navallo, which is a, a TV show, but the rest of his stuff is um, a foreign language. Um, mm. I think South African, actually. I could be wrong, but... So he's got lots of shorts, and they're all foreign language, so that's there's nothing that any of us would, would recognize here other than this. So uh, For me, this, yeah, this movie is an interesting one, because I got this one... I was just like, fuck, we'll just download Luke, Luke Besson. <laughs> I, love, I love doing the French thing. It's like, just do Luke and then Besson. <laughs> and then, uh, but so I grabbed this thing and it was just going to be like, oh, his latest piece of shit. 
because he just does these usually does these movies lately with just like one name Lucy or Anna is anorexic <laughs> professional killer who beats up guys ten times her size it's bullshit <laughs> it lives to tell it lives to tell yeah it's like get the fuck out of here it's like I'm just Lilu or something <laughs> but uh, I, well I watched that and I think that series is just called uh, Resident Evil <laughs> but uh, but yeah it, it's this, this whole movie is because I got it thinking that it was just going to be a big piece of shit and then like it is this movie is silly at times it's, it's like it's it's silly and kind of sloppy, but it's good and weird and kind of like um, you don't know what the fuck's going on and where it's going to go. Is it going to get into like a a big blood fest or and it's it's not really like that. It just I mean like it has a little bit of tone problems, but yeah, it's it's good, but it's just like it's it's not perfect. And no. one thing one thing I'm not I'm not going to give him shit for doing this is that Luke Besson actually tried to do something different. He saw something, he fucking wrote a different story. It wasn't about some anorexic assassin or some fucking <laughs> space shit. It was like a fucking kid who was abused and it just like has his like gang of dogs. And he totally nailed the trauma part. I mean. Oh yeah, he was so good. He, he did, well, the, in the writing. Yes. The, he yeah. really caught the things Parts that, of it. Yeah. that he, this fellow would have gone through because yeah. it was horrific. And then he kind of uses the dogs a little bit as like to get back at people who fucking wronged them and shit. But um, there's lots of stuff too. Like the cinematography, I thought it was like, especially in, in plays, it was just fucking excellent. Especially the stuff like when he gets into some of the stuff in the drag, the drag club. Yeah. Or even his first, first performance in there. It's just like fucking it's lit so well, man. God damn. And there's a couple of scenes. Um, I think there's a couple of scenes towards the end too that were really, really well done. But yeah, it was, like I said, it's just, this movie can do some silly things, and then it just like it, it's good. Like I said, you're expecting this almost like this blood fest at one point because like there's so much trauma. He's been through so much shit, and you think he's just gonna fucking go crazy and lash out and just go like full Joker, but he doesn't really. No. Uh, without spoil, I'm not gonna spoil it too much, but uh, yeah. Um, I see the other thing is the score too, which is obviously by this guy who's done a ton of stuff that I love. Goldeneye is fucking great, and uh, Fifth Element's great. But I thought the score in this one was also just kind of weird, weird and wonky as well. Because it was like it would have scenes where they had like this big movie score, and then other times it wasn't. It was just kind of like this. Ah, yeah, it was so weird. And I wish they would almost have picked the kind of weirder, synthier score, right? As, instead of going with the big gen generic movie score, which they did from time to time, which I think was made it kind of worse. So. Ah, uh, yeah, this this one is a, is a good one. Um, <laughs> it's it's going to elicit some different reactions from people. Yeah, it's like my comments on it are that yeah, I found it um, moving and heartbreaking. And, yeah. you know, how can somebody put a child through that? And you were rooting for him yeah, to it, kind it, of it, come out the other end. And it's so cliched in some places, too, but it still totally. works. Yeah, yeah, it works. Totally. Yeah. And like I said, his performance as... Yeah, I, uh, I hope he gets more stuff. Was he, wasn't he in... Uh... Oh, I told you the three yeah, movies did, you... we would know, yeah. Oh, he wasn't in Get Out? Because wasn't he the one in Get Out? No. No, okay. No. Anyways, yeah, uh, good job. And yeah, like I said, I like when directors take a little chance and do something that isn't normal for them or in their wheelhouse or 
might not be that popular necessarily, but I'm glad it, glad that he did. And like I said, I downloaded this one as a joke, but it turned out to be enjoyable. It was. I enjoyed it. Um, just a little bit of trivia. Sure. Eric Serra, who composed the music, as yeah. you've already said, um, found th- found this film very emotional. Admitted he finished his day wor- his working days in tears mm-hmm. after uh, doing the music for this movie, and they needed fifteen dog trainers. And uh, to get the dogs the ready dogs, too, yeah. and they looked more for dra- dogs that were already trained. That we knew what they're so that yeah. it would cut down on the time that they had to spend. And uh, Caleb, Caleb Landry Jones spent three days with the trainers and the dogs, um, so that they were comfortable with each other. And yeah. those those dogs, man. Yeah, because at one point it's like a bit of a heist movie. Like it's just yeah. like like lots of little different things in there. Yeah. Because it kind of flips into like oceans, oceans dog. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, I want more of that too. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I would recommend it. Yeah. As well as, yes. If you're looking for something different. Different. Yeah. As I have, yes, but it's not for everyone. And it's you weird. Can, you won't be triggered by the trauma. <laughs> yeah. So there is, there's some kind of, even though it can, can be kind of like silly, but it's definitely trauma could be triggering for people for sure. Because yeah. like this kid is brutally abused by uh, religious people. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Recommended, yes, a yes from both of us. Uh, it's it's worth taking a chance on, and if you don't like it, that's that's okay too. Yeah, you took a chance. So move it on. Last but not least, uh, number three, Killers of the Flower, Flower Moon, Moon. twenty twenty three, rated R, three hours and twenty six minutes. Yeah, three and a half hours, no biggie. We we took a little intermission. We did, yeah, what an hour? <laughs> Went did some stuff. Hour and a half, back. yeah, right in the middle. <laughs> Director uh, Martin, Scor- Martin Scorsese. Um, Never heard of him. The Aviator, Shutter Island, Hugo, a movie that we love. Yeah, Hugo's great. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Good fellow. Writers, Eric Roth. He did The Horse Whisperer, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Dune, and 2018's version of A Star is Born. Martin hmm. Scorsese, uh, who's done Casino and Goodfellas as a writer. And David Grant, who actually wrote the book that this film is based on. He's also done a couple of other movies um, about true crime, mm. uh, Trial by Fire, and uh, where a guy was convicted of murdering his three kids by setting his house on fire. That one seems familiar. And uh, a movie called The Old Man and the Gun. And these were both, like, these were based on stories from Vanity Fair. Oh, okay. Like that. Okay. Hmm. So... It stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro, who, if you don't know who they are, I'm sorry. Yeah. You haven't been watching movies. Yeah, speaking of Goodfellas and Casino yeah. and uh, all the... A fantastic new actress called Lily Gladstone. Yeah, she's great in this. Uh, she's absolutely fantastic in this movie. She's already won a Golden Globe for Best Actress um, and a Critics' Choice Award. She was in and out a couple of episodes of one of our favorite indigenous shows that we watched called right. Reservation, Reservation Dogs. Dogs. Oh my god, uh, I love that show. Three seasons? Yeah, three seasons. It got yeah. three seasons and I wish that it could have gone longer. But at the same time, it, it probably could have just because of the way it was structured that you could just have them do their little adventures and or whatever. But yeah, three very fucking good seasons. Yeah, but oh. she's fantastic in this movie. Um, yeah, just yeah. amazing. <laughs> Yep. She'll be getting lots of work, I think. Uh, yeah, I just want to say, uh, so the, the write-up I have is, when oil is discovered in 1920s Oklahoma under Osage Nation territory, the Osage people are murdered one by one until the FBI is convinced to step in and solve the mystery. And my thing was, the more things change, the more they stay the same. 
Yeah, that's for sure. And it reminded me, and until just how we were just talking about it, this movie reminded me um, of like a better version of Thunderheart. Uh, you guys, I don't know if you've seen the one uh, Thunderheart with fucking Val Kilmer in it. Scott Glenn, I think. <laughs> was was he playing an indigenous person in this? Val Kilmer? <laughs> no, he was the FBI agent. Okay, good. I thought, <laughs> oh, old Hollywood. No, no, thankfully, no. You're such a joker. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, music by Robbie Robertson. Uh, as you mentioned, he, he died in August of last year, so this is his last credit. A uh, former member of the band, a musician and composer, with 10 credits, known for 1986's The Color of Money and uh, 2019's Irishman. So, like I said, RIP. Uh, cinematography by Rodrigo Prieto, a DP with 71 credits, known for 2023's Barbie, which is amazing. You've got both of these going the same same year, almost the same time. Uh, 2012's Argo and 20, uh, 2006. Uh, Babel. Well, we actually have on. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah. We we both liked it. Um, we just have only ever watched it once or twice. Twice, I think. Yeah. yeah. It was, well, you know why? Because we have it. It's on HD DVD. So. Oh. And when now we definitely don't own that because no, we, we gave don't. that away. Gave that away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, if you have to add, so the notes, uh, the notes and shit I got is that yes, Scorsese's still turning out solid fucking movies, even though they're. 18 hours long and you need three breaks this one needed it though yeah yeah and the pacing is really good like yeah. you don't you don't sit there going oh my god this is so long no it clips along yeah. like my 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 only real issue with it was at the start is i knew exact i hadn't read the book or anything like that i knew exactly what was going on exactly how it was going to go because this story is not unique no, to, no, no, not to, to what's happened to these people. But so. it's a story that needed to be told. Oh, hell yes. I think it needed to be told in this format. Yes. Because nobody's probably reading that book. No. Which is a shame. And, yeah. Yeah, and just the way, like, yeah, there's so much about it. Like, the way the way white people just, like, went in there and colonized and took everything. And it's set against the background of the Tulsa Massacre, which is fucking amazing framing that works out very well. Because you know exactly what's going on. White people do not like other people having money. And this, this movie is just like... Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, like I said, good pacing. Uh, Lily Gladstone was great. Like you said, she carried the movie. And she's got like, okay, it's like you've got to act through this movie. And you have to act like you've got diabetes the whole time. Uncontrolled fucking diabetes. Um, De Niro, just doing his thing. You, you had mentioned that he was... Twice the age of the actual guy. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because De Niro's yeah. like an old the senior guy, citizen the, now. The guy who the movie is about, who Robert De Niro's character plays, was only 45 at the time all this was going yeah, on. Yeah. And when De Niro started this movie, he was 80. Yeah, fucking 80. So, oh, okay. Yeah, the guy's almost double the age of the, uh, the real guy. Yeah, the real guy, yeah. Uh, I would say Leo was just okay. Like, there's nothing... His character's nothing really heavy lifting for him to do. There's... He's just playing... It's just white guy number one. Like, it's just, or number three, or whatever. Yeah, um, they... Who's just there to take the people's money. So, like, his character isn't really a stretch for anything that he's done in the past. It doesn't yeah. really require anything. He's just, okay, be there, and kind of a dickhead. So, like, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just, just, in terms of all the acting jobs in this, and it's just, like, his, usually he does a great fucking job. You're like, oh, man, he did a great job. This one's like, yeah, he was there. Yeah. He showed up. Yeah. He got paid a lot of money to do an, a, a, a math grumpy, job. A grumpy cat face the whole time. That was probably hard to do. <laughs> well, 
thirty million dollars will help. And yeah. His, and his twenty-year-old wife, or his girlfriend, I'm sure will. Thirty. Thirty million dollars. That's bullshit. Ridiculous. Um. Let's see what else we got here. Yeah, rampant exploitation that continues today. Uh, yeah, that's 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 what I have. This is like I'm I'm with you. It's one that needs to, and like I said, like the way they there was a bunch of different things going here, like the whole thread line with uh, diabetes and insulin. Yeah, the whole thing with the, the natives had all this money but were never allowed to control it, so they had to have Some. one. They were no, no, full blood, half blood. They were. They all had to go through white controllers because all the Indians were considered incompetent right. and had to have rank. I, I thought some of them were allowed fuckers. to spend freely. Oh, like the ones who walked around in their right, furs and, they with their the, and they had the and they had their and their, their cars, cars and shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. But some of them were actually monitored. Like Mon- they, yeah, they had to they ask had the, to go to the manager bank and the ask bank them manager. to touch their money. Yeah, and ask for some money. And the manager and might be, explain why they needed it. Yeah, and the manager might be like, nah. You don't need that money. Yeah. We're not going to give you money. he did. Yeah. A couple of times. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's just like this. It's weird because it's like you have this like imprint of like a little bit of Goodfellas in there as well. It kind of, to me, it's like that almost like a mob story to some yeah. degree buried in there. And it's just like, it's a, which is kind of good because it's kind of this familiar. Yeah, because the Robert De Niro character runs. He runs. Show. He does. Yes, exactly. He, he's, he, the, he's a kingpin for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it does have a very uh, mob-like yeah, and the way they just like systematically just tear apart this tribe is fucking oh yeah planned <laughs> planned yes yes it was planned for sure yeah um for me it was like the oh, heartbreaking heartbreaking yes of course uh, the only thing that helped me through this movie is hope because I didn't realize at the time it was a, a true story oh really oh, um. Shit. Yeah. Until we started doing the research today. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, I knew this was real. My, um, uh, it didn't surprise me. Yeah, because exactly. Because that's like, the yeah, way things that's go. That's what happens, yeah. So if it hadn't been real, I wouldn't have. You wouldn't have even, yeah. No, I wouldn't have blinked an eye. Be like, it happened somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, yeah, it was a surprise that it was a true story. Yeah. And my only hope through this whole movie was that they got what was coming to them in the end. And you'll have, yeah, I know, and you'll have to find out, watch the movie to find out. Or read the book. Or or read the book, (laughs) or pick up a history book. Fucking Wikipedia, that shit. Um, Yeah, they were terrible people. Yeah. So, some trivia. The investigation into the Osage County uh, was the first investigation presented to the newly formed FBI, led by J. Edgar Hoover. Yep. Um, oh my god! I, I without spoiling too much, man, I'm gonna end up spoiling so much of this movie. The only reason the FBI did it is because the band took some of their money, went to the FBI, and said, "Here, please find out who's fucking murdering us." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't because they wanted to in their own like good heart, because until then, they had just ignored them. Yeah, oh. yeah. And a lot of these movies, or a lot of the deaths, like they would shoot, they'd be shot, and it was oh they committed suicide. Yeah, it would just be suicide or natural causes or something stupid. It was like clearly not. Yeah, so it was uh they were going uninvestigated and, yeah. and chalked up to uh entire like family trees were being wiped out. Yeah, and chalked up to uh natural causes. Natural causes. Um Martin Scorsese spent several hours with Chief Standing Bear in order to convince him to help with the filming of this movie. Oh, nice. Um David Graham spent Decades researching this book. Yeah. Um, and let me see here. $200 million. Uh, the most expensive biographical film ever made. Yeah, wow. 
And this is the part that I love, is that the Osage Nation uh, was heavily consulted in the filmmaking process, and the script was altered several times to to accommodate their input. So it's not just some white Good. guy. Good, yeah, I was going to say. It's not the some way... white guy writing a book about some in... It's some... like, not just writing a book, but writing, making a movie, and, and they're just movie, like yeah. actually making it fucking real and more realistic, yeah. and I love that. That's the way we should be doing it. Yeah, no, for sure, man. So yeah, so the question is, would you recommend this movie? Oh, yeah. Even with a three and a half hour runtime, yes. Yeah, take a break in the middle. You need to watch it, especially yeah. if you're uneducated about... Um, yeah, if you're just unaware of some of the sort of what's happened in the history of North America, this is definitely one of those one of, one of those movies for, for sure. And it just like and detailed and how how white people came in and colonized things and just like fucking breakneck speed. Yeah. Just because there was uh, some catch around. Yeah. So yeah. so yeah, uh, to me, yes, I would uh, I would recommend it. It's a very good, very long movie. Well, like I said, once I say very long, the pacing is great. Like I said. Right in the middle, hour and a half in, take a break, walk around, grab a drink, take a piss, get back into it. It's actually perfect. I almost, almost wish they would have, they could have almost done that on the the Apple, because we watched it on Apple TV+. Plus. They could have almost done that as have it almost like a mini-series. Like, it would be two parts. Yeah. But just, like, distinct. But now it's it's great. Check it out. Yeah. It's I couldn't it. imagine going, sitting in, through the, in the theater to watch it. No. I'm, so watching it never... at home in the comfort of our own living room. Yeah, exactly. This uh, was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. All right, there we go. There's our three. Uh, thank you for listening and uh, catch you next week.